Hello and welcome back to another episode of Project Deep End, the show about building a pool service business. I'm your host, Dave, and today I've got something I really want to talk about. Um, if you've been listening along uh, for the last few episodes, you know it's kind of been, I've been all over the place. It's been uh, a pretty brutal summer. Uh, most of our year goals are just out the window and we've had to sort of pivot what we're going to prioritize. We've been cleaning things up. Uh, we, you know, ultimately I grew super fast and I kept hitting a, uh, just kind of catch you up. If you haven't uh, been listening is I, I grew super fast and I started hitting a wall, uh, that I was just not able, no matter what I seemed to try, was not able to get past. And that wall was about 200 customers. Um, like we still, we still onboard new customers, uh, weekly, even with me not trying, like for the last month, I have not been trying. We're still onboarding on average two to three customers a week. Um, and, uh, but I've shifted, you know, we've shifted to cleaning up the business, cleaning up the bad payment history for some of our, like our customers that don't pay well, we clean that shit up. Um, you know, raising our rates, getting paid well, and, uh, me doing more of the work in the field and, you know, saving money as much as possible and operating more slim and, and, and not pretending to be a bigger company than I am. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of tough lessons and it ultimately concluded with, uh, my wife and I sitting down and having a very serious discussion about, about, you know, uh, this being a, you know, ultimately this being more of a lower, uh, leverage opportunity vehicle. Um, this not really more like the, if I, if all things were to stay the same and let's say pie in the sky, I fix all of the issues that have prevented me from growing past 200 customers. And I start growing past 200 customers while I was looking and I was realizing like, even all the guys who have gotten past, uh, this and, and, and are at where I want to be, they're still working five, six days a week, eight, nine hours a day, hustling, grinding. And that's not what I'm trying to do. I, I got into business, uh, to be able to have my time, to be able to have money. Sure. That was going to be a perk, but I never really set out to be extraordinarily wealthy. What I set out to do is own my time, have enough money to enjoy my time, but own all of my time. That was why I got into business and I got into business for freedom. And I was looking down the road at this being kind of a low leverage opportunity, meaning, you know, high input, mediocre to low output, right? High input as in working five, six days a week, eight, nine hours a day, even at, you know, 500 plus customers, you know, and then, and then getting an okay sat like a great salary, but that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work for, for what I originally was hoping for, you know, um, you know, that's more than a full-time job. Most, most guys I know who have made it to where I want to get to, they're working a more, much more than a full-time job. Still, they're making money like nobody's business, but you know, is that how worth it is that? And to me, it was not worth it. It was never that, that was because that was never the end game. Right. And this is actually something I want to talk about in a, in an upcoming uh, podcast that, uh, you know, just what are your, what are your priorities? And like, what do you want out of doing this? And, you know, I was very clear to me what I wanted. I wanted freedom. And the only way I saw that was to build something very large that could kind of run itself. And multiple people were dependent, their income was dependent on that working and, you know, really align, uh, the, the people in the organizations align their interests with the organization's uh, interest. And that was the, the grand goal, the grand scheme, the, the big plan. And it just wasn't working, or at least for the most part, I was bumping up against, you know, major roadblocks. Uh, and, and then looking into the future, it, have I, you know, it could, 
if I were to accomplish the the original goals of what I set out to building this giant service-based business purely built on recurring revenue, uh, you know, I would get it. Eventually, I'll figure it out. I know I will. That, that's not really a question to me. It's more of, um, you know, how and when. Um, but I know I will eventually figure it out. But then when we get there, like, will it be worth it? And the answer became no. It became very clear that the answer was no. And that kind of sent me spiraling. Uh, you know, we've put a route up for sale and a big one, like a very large portion of our book of business, like over a hundred pools and they're very good pools. It's a very good route. Um, you know, I have, I have some customers paying well over $200 on that route. Uh, but you know, it, it, it made me, and then when I, when I, when I decided, hey, you know what, I'm just going to sell. I'm going to scale down. I'm going to shrink my hours. I'm going to work two to three days a week. Maybe I keep one of my two employees and they, they handle the fulfillment because as long as I can sell and grow another route, like I, I can afford that. And I was going to get myself out. And that was my plan. And to an extent, it still is. Um, but I think you know, I was telling myself, I'm going to grow another route and that'll be my new business model is to grow routes. And it is. But I think when I was telling you guys this, what was really in my mind, and I don't know if you could hear it or not, and but I know, I know what was in my heart when I was saying those things. What I was saying was I was giving up. What I was saying was I'm going to scale down to three, three days a week, you know, maybe even two, maybe I sell more. You know, that was a big thing I was kind of wondering. I have about 20 more accounts that I could probably sell. I'd work two days a week. They'd be right in my neighborhood. I'd sell all my trucks unless I kept one of my guys. And I'd sell two of my four trucks, like big, big time scaling down. You know, it, the reality was I, w- I was giving up. That's what I was doing. And I was saying, you know, I'm going to look for other alt- you know, opportunity vehicles. And that's still true. Like all of these things are still true, except for my heart and inside of, you know, my, what I'm really saying has changed. Um, I am still going to look at, you know, mining Bitcoin. I am still going to look for you know, new opportunity vehicles. I do have a new project that I'm working on uh, within the, the Bitcoin mining space, right? The cryptocurrency space. I am. But I'm not giving up on this. And that took some convincing, some self-conviction or some self like convincing myself. And, and it, and it took really reflecting on, you know, th- th- there was one thing in my gut that I knew I was, I, I kind of knew I was giving up the whole time. And maybe I'll back up and just kind of explore this. I, I knew in my heart that I was giving up my, I was rationalizing it. I was justifying it. Well, no, you could sell the whole thing. You'd rebuild a route and you could just do route sales. Like that's, like, that's a plenty fine business model. Like, sure. And it is, and it is, and it's, it's absolutely uh, still the plan. And, um, it's actually kind of matured a little bit. The, the, the game plan has kind of matured a little bit. And I, I think uh, I'm excited to share kind of my idea of what my hypothesis, what I think I'm going to, like how I'm going to test this, what, what we're going to measure this by. And, and I'm going to get into that probably in a little bit, but first I want to just address the, the reality of what, where I was mentally. I was ready to give up. I, I, this, cause this summer kicked my ass and I was ready to give up and it kicked my ass for a few reasons. Number, you know, um, some rookie mistakes of thinking I was bigger than I was, I was smarter than I was and I could grow faster than I could. 
uh, without really focusing on the quality and investing in my team and, and all that. But, <clears throat> but more importantly, I was giving up because I just got my ass kicked. And uh, I just, I've just been getting my ass kicked all year. <laughs> I mean, costs have been going up. Every time, every time I go to distribution, there's a new thing that I have to pay more money than I did last month for. Every single time. Every month, there's a new thing that I have to pay more money for. And it's, it's still that way. I'm still, we are still getting price raises all the time. I think it's simmered down a little bit, but not by much. Not by much. And I, think it's, I, th- I don't think we're through the end of it. I think it's going to be like this until Christmas. And then, you know, we're already in a recession. I think it's going to get really, really bleak. I think we're going to start, like, pool guys are going to have to start charging big, big numbers where customers are going to start saying no. They'd rather just do it themselves. And then the customers are going to go to the pool stores and see, and realize, oh, shit, everything is so much more expensive than it was five, six years ago before I got pool service. Five, six years ago, I could buy these cases of chlorine for next to nothing. Now it's like, holy crap. That's why my guy, you know, and, and so I think there's going to be kind of like a, a downward trend, but it's going to bounce back because people are going to go to the store and see what we were talking about. These people who haven't been paying for chemicals this whole time, they've been paying for serving. They're like, you, don't, you shouldn't get that money. Anyway. But I was getting my ass kicked all year. Not all year. I mean, the first quarter was pretty decent. But for the most part, most of this year, all summer, I've been getting my ass kicked. And and I was ready to say, like, listen, I, I before we decided what route to sell, we were going to basically put it all up for sale. And then just hope some big guy came in and, and bought it up. And then I would slowly build another route. But I would take a very long break. then I found my newest guy. Um, I've known him for three plus years, like about three years, basically, as long as I've been doing this, he's been working at one of the retailers here and he was, you know, quitting. And so he was on the market and I was like, you know what, I'll just, let me throw a Hail Mary, see if this kid wants to work for me. And sure enough, he said, yes. So now I got this guy with four years of experience in pools and maybe not service, but retail, but I mean, it's still, he's better at chemistry than I am. He's better at fixing pool sweeps than I am, um, which is great. And he's young, he's smart, and he's hungry. So I was like, sweet, I got to get him. And then, but I already have a, a route up for sale and, you know, kind of giving up. And I felt bad. I'm like, man, I'm telling this kid, I'm giving him his job. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm probably going to have to let him go. But then I was justifying it as a doggy dog world. And then that doesn't feel good either. Right? Like my, my head was all over the place. I was in the, down in the dumps, big time. And this was probably the, the lowest I've been. Um, just after the ass the brutal ass beating I got, I got this year. This is probably the lower, the, the one of the lowest moments in, in my, my career of doing this. And so much so that I was genuinely, I was, I was looking for a way to just cash out and then find something else. But that's changed. I am still selling a route, but we're not giving up. I am still selling a route. And I'm going to get it, get into that soon, but I am still selling a route, but I am not closing up. I am not, I am looking at other projects because I'm, that's just kind of how I'm, I'm wired. I, I like looking and, and starting new things and trying new things, but it's never going to be something that I will allow to take away from this until this is done. Until that is, I mean, unless there's like, you know, hey, I, I'm making millions a year doing this other project and it makes no sense to keep being a pool guy, but that's not likely. Let's be real. Like, what am I going to start 
and in you know a couple of years have it be way more successful than this thing that I'm already devoting the vast majority of my time to. It's not going to happen. I'm not giving up because the general consensus, and I read a lot of you know, I read a lot of like kind of business education stuff. I, I listen to a lot of business podcasts and you know, uh, uh, people have kind of been there, done that. I try to learn as much as I can for people who have already done it. Um, and the general consensus is it takes about five years. It takes like, like to play this game, the table stakes is five years of your life. And that's something I've known for a long time. That's not a new concept to me. And if it's new to you, I mean, just go, go look around. Like almost everybody will tell you, you won't even know if what you're building is worthwhile for five years. And then it's going to take seven to 10 years for it to become substantial, right? And you won't even know if you, like that's even on the table for five years. So your minimum, like once you have something that works, now granted, if you have something that's not working, don't spend five years doing it. I'm not saying that, I'm saying, but this is working. No matter which way you skin the cat, like it's $400,000 in revenue. Like, sure, we're, we're 50% of our year goal and, and likely we're not even going to get that. Likely we're going to be just under 400000 with the way the, the, you know, now I think I can turn it around and I'll get into that. I do think I'm going to turn it around. I think I'm going to get it up to like 450 by the end of the year, but, and then we're going to have a projected 500 starting in the next year. So I think that it's still a decent year, but it's not, it's not what I wanted it to be. That's for sure. It's not even close. It's not even close, but I mean, you can't say if I can build a business, that's going to generate $400,000 before the end of the third year of business per year, not like total, like per year. Last year it was like 275, 280. The year before that it was like 125. So I mean, year over year, massive year over year growth, doubling in size year over year almost. So like you cannot say that this isn't working. So I have something that's working. It may not be working the way I want it to be working, but it's working. And if the minimum table stakes to know if it's actually going to be worth it is five years, by me saying, hey, I'm, project- I'm looking forward two years in advance, I'm seeing what other guys' lives are like once they've crossed these big milestones that I'm, I'm fixing to cross. And once they've built the thing that I'm fixing to build, their life isn't as good as I wanted it, as I wanted my life to be. And, you know, I'm, I'm seeing this out. I'm looking out in the future. I'm seeing this in advance. Like, dude, this isn't going to be worth it. Like, I'm going to get to five years. And I'm going to look around. I'm like, I'm still working eight hours a day, five days a week. I'm still grinding nonstop. I'm still dealing with customers. I'm still all that. I'm still, you know, I'm still trying to build labor and a labor arbitrage model that in the worst labor market of all time, nobody wants to work. I, I don't know. I, I, like, I'm... I'm being hyperbolic, but you get my point. Like, it, it, like no, no small business owner is going to tell you it's easy in the labor market right now. Like, I can get people, sure. It's pre- it's pretty tough, and this is an industry in general that's already pretty tough to keep good people. So I'm I'm looking out and I'm seeing all the writing on the wall. Like, dude, this isn't worth it. Get out now. And that's why I was giving up. I've seen, I've seen where this goes. It's just, it sucks. Where it goes sucks. It doesn't suck. It's just, it's not the life I want. It's not that, like all this time that I've sacrificed not seeing my kids, missing my second born son. Basically, I mean, I've seen him every, almost every day. 
and I spend time with him almost every day, but it's not the amount of time that I, sh- I feel I should be spending with him, and that kills me. And I'm, and I am going to fix that, and I'll, I'll talk, you know, maybe talk about that a little bit. Like I am fixing it, but I'm looking out two years from now. That, that two, in, two years and a quarter from now is going to be five years, and I see where this goes. And it's not worth it, and I'm ready to, I'm ready to throw in the towel. That was where my head was. I'm ready to throw in the towel. Let's sell. Let's cash out. Let's get as much money out of this as possible. Let's use this. Let's, let's use this low leverage opportunity vehicle that I've spent three years building. Let's leverage it. Let's maximize my return, minimize my contribution, and then let's focus on a new project. And that all still sounds great on paper, and it is still somewhat of what I'm doing. Somewhat. I am hedging, but I'm not going all in on, on this plan anymore. I'm still all in on running my pool service business. I'm still all in on growing my pool service business because the reality is I haven't even put in three years. And the the way that I kind of, um, the way that I thought about this, and this is going to sound kind of like bizarre, but in my mind, there is no way that I don't become a millionaire at some point in my life. There's no way. Like I, I've, I, I work too damn hard. I work too damn long. I'm, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I'm not. I'm no dummy. I've got a good work ethic. I'm driven. I'm entrepreneurial. Like I'm going to become a millionaire. There's no doubt in my mind that that will happen. To what scale? What size? I don't know. But like I will become a millionaire. I know that. Because I know to get what I want in life, that is a requirement. I know to have the freedom that I'm looking for, that is a requirement. And, 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 I, and maybe that's a limiting belief, but I know the ways that I can see to get the freedom that I want will require becoming a millionaire at some point in my life. And so I know I will get there. I have the track record. I have experience. I have, you know, I'm almost, I'm, I'm working, I'm working on it. Right. And I've been, it's been my sole focus for like seven, eight years is to get there, not to become a millionaire, but to get the freedom and, and, and so on. So, so but that, that's why I'm doing it. Right. So I know I'm going to become a millionaire. So I'm thinking about this, like, well, what, when I become a millionaire, I will have the wisdom of a millionaire. I will have the experience. I will have all had the trials and tribulations that it took to get there, which I currently do not have. And I know from other millionaires through reading their work, through listening to their podcasts, through watching their videos, like all that stuff, I know that to get there, the minimum table stakes is five years of working on something, anything. Find something that works and then do it for five years. And then when you stick your head up, you're going to be, you're, you're going to be where it, it is unreasonable to think that you won't be a millionaire. Like you'll know earlier on if you won't get there, and and I've already, I even said this in a in a podcast when I was even when I was down on my on my luck, I was down in the dumps, I was poo pooing for myself. I even said it then. I don't I don't remember which episode it was, but very one of the more recent ones. Like, if I keep going at this, I will become a millionaire. I just don't know if this is the one that's going to be worth it because I'm looking at all the other guys who have done this already, and I I look at their lives and I think. That's not worth it. I don't want their lives. But I will become a millionaire. If I keep going at this, it is unreasonable to think that I won't crack the code, I won't figure this out, and I won't become a millionaire. That's an unreasonable thought. 
barring some ridiculous global meltdown, which frankly we're kind of on the it kind of seems like we're on the verge of. But barring some crazy like America goes all the way down in the dumps and never comes back. It's unlikely that I won't become a millionaire if I keep going at this. I may not have the lifestyle I want, but I it, it, I will become a millionaire. I don't know if it'll take five years. Maybe it takes 10. And I don't want to do it for 10. And, but again, going back to what everybody, the, the general consensus is, the table stakes for this game is five years of your life. Well, I'm almost three years in. And I'm not a millionaire yet. I haven't built a million dollar a year company. I haven't done any of those things. I've built a nice company. It's nice. It's good. Strong. It's healthy. It's getting healthier by the day. Every day that we work on it, it gets a little bit better. But it's not some giant thing. You know, it's not the thing that I set out to build. And whether it has the future for that or not, we'll see. But the table stakes to this game is five years of my life. And when I look out in the future, knowing that I'm going to be a millionaire, I ask my millionaire version of myself, my older, more wiser, been through there, been there, done that version of myself. And I ask, hey, I'm looking at this and I'm looking in the future and I'm seeing the lifestyle that I'm going to have to have. I'm going to seeing all the amount of work that I'm going to have to do. And I'm seeing that this isn't worth it. I know where this goes. So I should pivot now, right? And... My answer to myself, my future self answer to myself is you don't know where this goes. You think you know where this goes, but you don't know where this goes. You want to believe that you have that experience. You want to give yourself the permission to, to quit three years, not even three years in, right? Almost three years in because you're looking ahead and you're saying, hey... I know, I know the minimum table stakes. I get it. It's it's five years, but I don't think I have to pay that price. I know I have something that's working here. Sorry about that. I had, I got a call. Um, you know, I my future self is saying, you know, you think you know. You think you know what those next two years are going to look like. You didn't know what the first three years were going to look like, and that's true. I didn't. So what makes me think I'm going to know what the next two years the final two years of the, you know, the final uh, uh, two-fifths, what is that, 40%, the final 40% of your journey, that's almost half of your journey. And I could never have predicted where I am now when I first started. When I first started, I had no idea. Two years ago, I had no idea that I'd be here. I knew I'd be probably somewhere near here, but, you know, it'd be close, but it didn't, in my mind, it didn't look anything like what I have now. It looked a lot better in my mind. It actually ended up being somewhat better and in a lot of ways a lot worse but the point is is when I ask my future self you know is this the right move and the answer is no I can try to fight that all I want but the reality is true the reality is true I don't know what five years in business looks like because I've never been in business for five years I don't know if my life is going to be just like all these other guys who have already achieved on paper what I want to achieve because I didn't go through their five-year journey to get there. I didn't go through what they had to go through to build their business. I don't even know what their priorities are. Not everybody wants to not have to work a ton, right? Not everybody wants to stay home with their kids all day. 
Oh boy, cow crossing. Not everybody wants to build the same thing I want to build. So maybe they built it the way that they wanted to build it. And, or maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I get to five years and it's not worth it. And I look back and I'm like, shit, at three, at the two year and, you know, 2.75 year mark, I called it. I was wrong or I was right back then. I was wrong to keep going. Maybe that's the case. But I also won't know that until I get there. And I have been humbled so many times in this journey that I realize, like, listen, I don't know so much. I haven't made a million dollars. So how the hell do I know better than people who have? How the hell do I know when, when the general consensus of almost every millionaire that I listen to, that I read about, that I you know consume their content is five years is the table stakes. It's, you won't know what kind of a business you've built. Like you got to be in it for the long haul, not give up at two, two and a half years. I mean, that's really what it is. Two and a half years in, I'm giving up. How the hell do I know? So the answer is no, I'm not giving up. Not anymore. In my heart, when I was recording the most recent episodes, it, it, I was out. I was out. I was checked out mentally. I, I was. This doesn't go where I wanted to go. But I don't. I don't have any authority to make that call. I have. I have no experience on this. I don't know if this is going to be worth it or not. I think if I build it in the way that isn't worth it, it won't be worth it. But I've built a platform here. I've built a solid foundation. I have. 185 plus customers, roughly. You know, I have two employees, one of them fully trained, ready to go. One of them in the process of being trained. You know, I have the trucks, I have the location, I have the know-how. I've built something good. I have, I have a solid base. I have a solid foundation. It would take quite a bit to rock me and, and, and put me down. Now, I've also found out that I, going the way that I was going, grow at all costs, sacrifice everything for the sake of growth, you know, get to the big numbers and then fix all the issues, that's not going to work. Pay myself next to nothing, reinvest every single penny before I even have a chance to pay myself. That's not going to work. We're not going to keep doing that. Those are lessons, hard lessons learned. And I've learned them. You know, information in there. It's processed. It's in there. It's in the database. But I'm not giving up. I'm not going anywhere. Um, and, and and that's enough of that for me. And uh, we're, we're moving full force ahead. Now, we are changing. Now, I am pivoting. Like I said, I'm still selling a route. I'm still doing all the things that I said I was going to do. I'm just not giving up. The mind behind it, like the, 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 the true me behind it is no longer defeated. No longer, let me look for a new opportunity. This opportunity sucks. No. We're going to stick it out. We're going to... This is a five-year commitment minimum. I'm almost two... I'm almost three-fifths of the way done. I'm almost 60% of the way there. We're past the halfway point, point. Right? We're on the last month of the quarter. And we have one quarter to go. And then we're 60% of the way there. I'm going to keep working hard. But I'm going to be changing some things. You know, one of the things this whole experience has made me realize is 
there are things that are important to me. My kids, my wife, my freedom, my ability to pursue things that I'm passionate about. My ability to not be married to my work more so than I am married to my wife, more so than I am available to my family. That needs to change. One moment here. That needs to change and it needs to change now because I can't keep going. You know, now it's no longer, oh, I'm going to give up, I'm going to sell, I'm going to, you know, scale down and start pursuing other opportunities, I'm going to start exploring. I am going to do all those things. Maybe not so much the scale down, at least not to the extreme that I was originally thinking when I was mentally giving up. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to get to five years. You know, when I started this, I knew the stakes. I knew the, the time commitment. I knew that there were going to be points where I almost, I'm, I'm, I w- it's going to be very hard not to give up. But I also thought that I could build the business in ways that was never going to be possible. And I've learned to, uh, you know, th- th- we've pivoted before. I've, you know, I've, I've had to change X, Y, and Z. I've had to stop doing certain services. I've had to stop saying yes to certain things. You know, I've had to hyper-focus on, on growth and then had to pull back on that, right? I've, I've had to pivot a few times. And, you know, the goal of building a million-dollar-a-year company is it was strictly for the salary, you know, I was thinking in percentages of profit. 20% profit is 200000 You know, if I could do 30, that'd be great. And I could do uh, an actual salary with profit distributions every quarter, like the Profit First book recommends, and I still think that that's a great way to go. But I was thinking a million because I want to make 200000 300000 and I want to have all of my time, and it, I just assumed it was going to take that much, but that's it. That's the thing. I assumed. I assumed that that's what it was going to take. And I was thinking to myself, when I first started, I was even thinking to myself, I'm building something so big and I'm going to sell it. In you know, a couple of years, I'm going to have something worth $600,000. i will be making $200,000 and I'll go and sell it for $600,000 because I knew nothing about selling businesses. I knew nothing about enterprise value. I knew nothing about the packaging up a self-sustaining business and selling it versus running a business as a job, right? And I've had a job this whole time. No one's going to buy my business. But and I was and I always thought to myself, I always put my nose up to selling routes because I was like, you know, 10 times the monthly. No, I want 3 times the yearly, but the, and that's fine. That's a totally fee, you know, you can do that too in this industry. I'm not here to say that you if that's what you want to do, I don't think that you should you should sacrifice. If that's what you want to do, do it. You can still do that. It's just going to be a hell of a lot more work than selling a route. And that's why they're valued different. But the thing we have in our industry, in the pool industry, is the, the beautiful thing we have is selling routes is a normal thing. And so if I'm trying to get to a million dollars a year in, in revenue to then have 20 to 20, 20 to 30% profit margin so that I can pay myself a very nice livable salary and I can scale down my hours and yada, yada, yada. And you know, live the life that I want, and then maybe somebody wants to come out, come through, and buy. But then at that point, you're, I'm never going to sell for less than a million, so I get to ride off the sunset. That's a great goal, but I I see where I see where that goes. I see I see how to get there, and the guys who are already there, what the kind of life they're living. They're not living the life that I was hoping for. You have to make trade offs that I didn't really want to make, and and so it kind of forced me to go back to the drawing board and realize, okay, well, if that's not really what I want. 
it doesn't go where I want it to go, but I still want the salary. I still want the freedom. And that's why I'm saying I'm still selling. I'm still selling, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm still selling, but I'm not giving up on my, my pool company. I'm still selling my routes because I've realized there are ways to get what I want more efficiently, you know, faster. Uh, and, and there are ways by doing that, by, by, there are ways to increase and improve the leverage that this opportunity vehicle has built into the business, built into the industry, I should say. And I've been ignoring this. I've been sticking my head, my nose up because I've been thinking about these big grandiose dreams that would are possible, but probably take 15 years to do or maybe more. This isn't necessarily going to be my life's work, but this is definitely going to be my first real full commitment. And so my, my viewpoint, my model, my, my strategy, my go-to-market plan, it's all changed. I am absolutely here for the long haul. I am absolutely here for the minimum table stakes. I'm bought in. Five years, you get it. This business gets it. You get five years of me. You get the, these five years. These sequential five years. That's I'm not taking a year off. I'm not pumping the brakes. You get it. The pool industry, my pool service business, it gets me for five years. Come hell or high water, come whatever sacrifice that calls for. But I'm also maturing in my vision of what I should be doing, depend, you know, based on what I want to get out of this. You know, learning to take profit out first for myself, pay myself first, was a big, big, monumental change. I'm not leaving the scraps left over for myself, which often resulted in zero dollars for myself at the end of the month. I'm cutting expenses. I'm cutting unnecessary expenses and making sure that no matter what, I pay myself what I want to get paid what I feel like is a fair fair amount for the work that I'm doing. And I'm able to pay myself that based off of how much work I'm willing to do in the field, all that. That was monumental. What I'm also realizing is I don't need a million dollars a year to make two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a year and have that freedom. I don't now I'm not saying that I'm not still open to building that. Um, but to get to a million dollars a year, the, the biggest requirement you have is labor. To get to a million dollars a year, I need a good team. And that's been the most elusive thing that, 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 to me, that's been the most elusive part of this. I have a really good guy who I've had for a, like a year and a half. And I have potentially another really good guy. We'll see. Time will tell. I'm going to invest heavily in his training. But time will tell. And... Um, so, but I'm, I'm here. I'm here for five years. I'm here for the whole thing. Now, some of the things I want, less work. Some of the things I want, more money, right? Um, less work, more money. Who doesn't? But as a business owner, I do have the ability to, to get that. I've built my base. I've built my foundation to launch from. I could, grow, I could continue to grow, build the building taller and taller, or I can use it as a store, a storefront and just start making, you know, pulling out what I want. I, this is a bad analogy. I'm just kind of making it up off the top of my head. But the foundation's there. Now let's leverage what I've built. Let's learn how to leverage what I've built. Let's learn how to maximize the leverage of what I already have over the next two years. I spent the first three years building. And I'm still building it to an extent. I'm still doing the, the sales. I'm still planning on growing the route. 
but I want to increase the leverage of this opportunity vehicle. Instead of saying this, this opportunity vehicle sucks, I'm quitting. I'm going to go find another opportunity vehicle that's better day one. And I'm going to start my clock over. No, instead what I'm going to do is I'm going to figure out, okay, what do I, what have I actually built? How much leverage does it have currently? And how can I improve that leverage? And there's two things, two ways that I think I can improve it. Number one, invest more in the people that I already have. And uh, when they quit, uh, it's not if, when they quit, uh, there's actually kind of three things. So when they quit, find someone else and invest in them and keep, keep going on that. Keep getting better. Keep getting better at running a company of people, leading people. That's the most important thing that I think I need to learn is continue to sharpen that skill set. I'm not very good at it yet. I'm getting better, but I'm not very good at it yet. It's going to take a while. It's going to take five years. Minimum. Um, and it's probably life, you know, it's lifelong. It's lifelong learning, but I'll get better and better. But the minimum before I'm actually even good, or I can, you know, turn around and check back and see, was it worth it? Am I good enough? Is five years. So I'm not even there yet. So I'm not even worried about it. I just want to keep making progress for now. I just want to keep doing. I, just, I want to keep doing the thing that I need to do to get to where I want. I'll, I'll measure it in five years. There's no point in measuring any of this stuff until five years. Measure progress, but, you know, don't... I mean, I'm not measuring whether or not it's worthwhile until we're done with our five-year commitment. So continue to invest in people. Number two, leverage what's already available in my industry. Buying and selling routes. I can buy routes for cheap. I've... I've built so much of my business was built off of buying routes. So I'm going to continue to leverage that when needed. I'm going to try not to buy as many, but definitely sell, right? If I can buy a route for four or five times and turn around and work with a broker, like clean up the book, raise the rates over a year and, and make it a good book of business, like get rid of the shit customers, keep all the good ones, bring in my own build a nice route, a good, solid, strong route, good payers, no misbehaviors, dogs aren't in the backyard, you know, pools are, are, are well taken care of, you know, equipment that was crappy is replaced, clean up the book of business that I have, continue to grow that book of business and ongoing, continue to clean that book of business and create very strong, healthy routes, healthy business or a healthy business. And turn around and then sell portions of that to give the next guy a head start. And sell that and then capitalize on all of that work in the meantime. So this is my new game plan. My new game plan, my new go-to-market strategy is grow my route, grow my book of business, constantly improve it. I'm likely going to stay below 250 customers unless I find more people. When good people come around, capitalize on it. And then we can grow you know, from there we can grow our capacity. But for right now, I don't see me going past 250 with the two guys that I have and the amount of work that I'm willing to do. It's hundred pools per person per week and 50 pools for me. So I can still kind of do all the other stuff I have to do. It's a good balance. So we're going to do that. We're going to, we're going to keep growing our book of business. And then every basically roughly 200, once we get to 200 customers, we're going to put 50, 100 customers up in a route for sale. And we're going to and we're going to we're going to have maximal return on that investment because the reality is is when you buy even at four times it you know when you buy a route it's going to take you 3 4 years to pay that off for it to be profitable. So if it's going to take me 3 4 years, okay. 
But in the inverse, to make the same amount of money if I already have, if I already have that route, to make the same amount of money that I would it would have taken me to buy a route like that, three, four years, five years, I could then turn around and just sell it and make effectively four years of profit because you only pay things off with profit. You don't pay things off with revenue, right? You have to eat away at the extra to service debt. Otherwise, you're just digging yourself a deeper hole. So if it would take me three to four years uh, to make that same profit, I could then just leverage it and sell it. And then boom, I have three to four years of profit. I still have another book of business. I'm not saying I'm selling my whole route. I'm always staying above 100 pools. I'm always trying to honestly stay above 150 pools. So I'll probably only sell 50 at a time if I'm you know, stuck at the 200. But if I get up to 100, 250, then great, I can sell 100. But you know, sell these, cash out 80, 100, 150,000 every year. Well, now all of a sudden we have a high leverage opportunity, right? We're still making our base. We're still growing our book of business. And then we're, we're not being scummy. We're not building routes just to sell them. We're not screwing people over the newcomers on the block. We're not trying to weasel them out of their money. No, I'm I don't keep customers that are that do not fit in our model. I will not keep customers that are not willing to pay on time. I will not keep customers who are not willing to pay what we're, what the the value for the value of service that we offer. I'm not willing to keep customers who feel like they can talk shit to me. I'm not going to keep customers who feel like their mean at nasty ass dog in the backyard is, is spoonkins and she wouldn't hurt a fly and it's your fault that my German shepherd that I never walk is is aggressive towards you. Right? We're not keeping these customers. They're gone. Never again don't need them. There's plenty of pools. There's plenty of customers out there willing to actually pay for the, and, and behave and, you know, are appreciative of the services that we offer. There's a lot of them. So we're not keeping these bad customers. So when we sell these accounts, these are going to be great accounts. These are going to be dense routes. Now I will probably start to um, reduce geographically. I will probably stop picking up new customers in some areas of my town and, you know, uh, uh, kind of get better about that. Cause that's just something you have to get better about if we want to grow anyway. But we're going to be selling very high quality routes. So I'm not ripping anybody off. I'm I'm offering opportunities that people are already looking to buy. I'm offering a route that is is so good that I would keep it. Even let, let's say route purchasing goes out the window, it becomes taboo. Everyone starts trashing it. You know, nobody likes doing it anymore. Nobody sells the route and everybody starts warning people. Okay, well great. Then I have a great route. Right? just that capacity. I'll just stop taking on new customers. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm at, let's bring in some high leverage maneuvers into our game plan. Let's continue to build routes. Let's continue to, to, uh, work on acquisition. Let's continue to improve our book of business Let's continue to grow our book of business. Let's continue to look for good, high quality talent, experienced talent only, which is another thing I'm definitely planning on doing from here on out. You have to have experience and I have to know who you are. But let's continue to work on these things to build this business to be awesome. Because as soon as, like, if if and when the like route acquisition is no longer a part of our industry, which I don't think that's going away. It was here before I got here, and I'm sure it's going to be here after I'm I'm done with this industry. Like, it's just it's embedded in what we do. I mean, there's routes for sales all the time. There's companies that have built their entire business model off of it. It's not going away. So let me leverage that because it's a high leverage maneuver. That's four years of profit in one move. 
And then let me continue, let me add that to one of the processes that we do. So now, instead of saying, I need a million dollar a year business to make my two, $300,000 a year salary that I truly want and the freedom that I truly want, why don't I invest in my people? Why don't I build these routes and then sell these routes and capitalize on four to five years of profit that these routes would be netting me? And get that today and then turn around, build another one and do it tomorrow and do it the next year. So now instead of being in business for four to five years to get those pro and you do it at three times, that's 15 years of operating your business. You're getting the profit of 15 years. I'm, I'm around it. It's like 12 years. It's the equivalent of me being in business for 12 years. The profit I'd be making, keeping the same stupid business model locked in with this very narrow focus for only the only reason other than that's the way I assumed I have to do it. But I don't. I don't have to do it that way, right? And so now we're going to start implementing these high leverage moves. Here's the other thing, the last thing I'm looking to do. I'm looking for a partner. I'm not... You know, this whole time I've been like, I don't want a partner. I don't want to share the equity. This is like my my baby. I'm not big enough to share that. You don't bring enough, you know, people won't bring enough, you know, uh, uh, to the table to justify. Like when I'm building, if I build it 400000 by myself, I think I can build it for $2 million if I keep going. And I do. I think all these things are true. But I don't want to operate the field. I don't. I'm good at sales. I'm good at marketing. I'm good at setting the vision. I'm good at working. I'm good at showing up every day. I'm good at grinding when I have to. But I don't want to be in the field forever. And, and there are guys who do like doing this. And there are guys who are good enough to do that. There are young, hungry people out there looking for the opportunity who don't know they want to be entrepreneurs yet. This is my hypothesis. So I am starting to become very open to finding an operator. So when you um, look at kind of startup founders or, you know, uh, uh, just kind of very successful businesses, small businesses, generally speaking, you have two uh, roles at the helm of the company at leading the teams. You have a visionary and you have an operator. That's like two, uh, the two distinct roles that you kind of need for a very successful company. Um, and the visionary sets the vision, sets the pace, does a lot of the sales, brings in the money, like, you know, orchestrates and, and, uh, and, and, and basically steers the ship and then the operator handles the fulfillment of the thing that is being sold. The, the teams works on the, the standard operating uh, procedures. Like, I'm not good at that stuff. I can get, and it's not that I'm not saying I can't get good and I will get good if I, if, you know, I don't find an operator. But I'm looking for an operator. I know what I'm really good at. I'm really good at sales. I am. I've always been good at sales. Every sales job I've ever had, I've been the number one salesperson. Every single one. So I'm good at sales. I'm good at marketing. I'm good at software. I'm good at brand. I'm good at a lot of those things that are more visionary stuff. And I don't really like the term visionary because it kind of sounds like hoity-toity. It sounds like kind of ego-based. But that's what that's the that's the term. But like basically, the, the I would almost rather call it like navigator, right? I, I'm the nav- I'm willing to navigate these waters. I need somebody to you know make sure the ship is the ship is still running. The rudders are moving. The you know the engines are operating. But I'm good at navigating. I feel like navigating, and I'm just fuck it. I'm just going to call it that because I don't really like the term visionary. I'm good at now. Na- I want. I'm the navigator. I'm looking for an operator, and I'm willing to split up the equity because the slice of the pie is not as important as the size of the pie. Right? The slice of the pie that I own 
is not as important. So the total percentage of the pie that I own is not as important as the size of the total pie. If I can give up 35% equity, find myself an operator, and then they run the show, and we grow from 400,000 to 2.5 million, right there it's already way more worth it. I'd rather own 65% of 2.5 million than 100% of 400,000, right? So, so that's where my head's at. I'm really, I, I am, I am looking for some someone to partner with. I'm not going to rush that. I'm just kind of, you know, keeping my eyes open. Could be an employee, could be a, somebody I know, um, could be somebody I meet, build a relationship over the next couple of years. But over the next couple of years, I'm going to be looking to um, find somebody who's looking for this kind of an opportunity because this is a great opportunity. I'm not going anywhere. We're already three years into a five-year journey to determine if this even has legs, if this has, you know, product market fit. And, and once I find that person, you know, we'll go from there. So basically what I'm getting at is we've built the business for the last three years. Now let's figure out how to leverage the business over the next two. And then once we get to five, let's figure out if this is worth it to keep going then. But I'm not giving up. I'm not going anywhere. That's our game plan. I'm going to market. There will be more building a pool service business. This is the true journey. You know, I say it, I said it when I first started this podcast and I've said it periodically through it. Like, I'm not looking to sugarcoat this stuff. I genuinely almost gave up. I genuinely wanted to give up. I still feel if somebody were to come to me and say, hey, Dave, I'll give you 250,000. I want all of your customers. I'd probably give all my customers. I probably wouldn't give my brand name. I probably wouldn't give the name of the company. I probably wouldn't give up, you know, all the, the phone number and all that good stuff. But like, it'd be tempting. It would be tempting. But I'm not going anywhere. Unless that happens, I'm not going anywhere. And honestly, even if that happens, I'll just rebuild from scratch. Because five years is the is the is where I, I decide if this was worth it or not. Because that is what everybody who's made it before me says. So thank you so much for listening. That's all I got for you today. If uh, you have any questions, want to reach out, feel free. The Project Deep End on Instagram is my handle. Uh, until the next one, have a good rest of your day. Bye.